0: This is Tales, Tunes, and Towtons, a podcast about stories and songs from Newfoundland and Labrador. We also occasionally, whoa, <laughs> eat Towtons, <laughs> our favorite food group. I'm Sarah.
1: <laughs> and I'm Jen. <laughs> Welcome to episode five. I think it's going to be an interesting episode about how just that's just started. We're starting Should we re-record that? No.
0: Okay. No. <laughs> We're good. supposed to pass by. We haven't giggled our way through an intro in a couple weeks. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <You're> welcome. <laughs> so, as I said in the scrap episode, Jen is first. Ooh, I'm getting all my. I have a lot of posted notes today.
1: My song this week is everyone's favorite, "Kellagru's Story," by Johnny Burke. Do you know the "Kellagru's Story"? I know the song. <laughs> so this is. I'm holding up again. <laughs> I definitely use these books uh, multiple times a week. This is um, Songs of Newfoundland Labrador, Volume 1, edited and arranged by AirQuest. I'm going to read out what's in the back of the book about this song, and then I'm going to see if you know what all the lyrics mean, Sarah. Okay. I didn't know anything. It's test day. Uh, Keller Gru's was composed by Johnny Burke, the bard of Prescott Street, mm. who lived in St. John's from 1851 to 1930 was well known as a songwriter playwright and local character i didn't look up a picture of this johnny burke i may need to do that filled with the names of local characters and slyly poking fun at a small community not far from st john's caligrews by making it the improbable site of a fancy ball that ended in a brawl in the fashion of irish slash american popular songs of the era this was his most popular composition i don't know what other songs johnny burke wrote that's something else I need to look up. <laughs> uh, Burke first published it in 1904 and he reprinted it in It in Local Songsters at least five times. In 1912, he recomposed parts of it for publication in the United States. Wow. The second verse includes the names of the American presidential candidates for that year. It appeared in every edition of Gerald S. Doyle's songbooks.
0: Going back to Gerald S. Doyle. If I'm
1: going to mention Gerald S. Doyle every episode <laughs>
0: um
1: okay so i'm really excited about this song everyone knows it i'm gonna sing the verse first first can you
0: sing it like you've been singing it all morning like working away like just at my desk like <laughs> you were like the only reason why i knew what song you're doing all
1: right this. i kept humming it you did He um, gave it away not on
0: purpose and then i freaked out like oh god i gave it away
1: okay here's verse one You may talk, it's very low key, but it's not early anymore. (laughs) It's okay. You may talk of Clara Nolan's ball or anything you choose, but it couldn't hold a snuff box to the spree in Kellogroos. If you want your eyeballs straightened, just come out next week with me and you'll have to wear your glasses at the Kellogroos for Nolan. Nolan. There's more mention of, there's mention of Nolan in this song.
0: we can't create these we couldn't create these connections if we tried <laughs>
1: um okay uh clara nolan's ball you may talk of clara i did not know that was i you may talk of mm, nolan like i didn't yeah, know it was yeah, clara yeah. nolan like anyways clara nolan um's ball is an american vaudeville song of the oh. 19th century wow so i guess it was okay, a popular so was, song
0: like it's a reference
1: the Kellogg's soiree is bigger than clara nolan's ball
0: right Um,
1: the whole song goes on that the narrator, the narrator, 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 narrator. narrator. What (laughs) the? Oh my gosh. I think you
0: can say that. Can you? I don't know. Narrator? Narrator? No,
1: that's not a word. Narrator. Whoa. (laughs) Of the song tells of dressing up in borrowed finery and going to the sworey. And they mention all kinds of food and stuff. Okay. Verse. Chorus. Okay. I want to see if you know what all these things are. There was birch rind. I'm trying not to laugh.
0: (laughs) It's coming back to me now. I want to sing along.
1: You can. There was birch rind, tart wine, cherry wine, and turpentine.
0: I'm going really slow and out of time, sorry.
1: (laughs) Jowls and cavalances, ginger (laughs) beer and tea. Pig's feet, cat's meat, dumplings boiled in a sheet. Dandelion and cracky's teeth at the Caligru Swarry
0: questionable okay. ingredients there
1: birch rind
0: rind is like um birch bark okay
1: i don't know what tar twine is couldn't find it
0: tar twine twine would be like twine like a string like a... is that something to eat though because it's like talking about what to eat oh
1: tar twine <laughs>
0: hit us up <laughs> who knows
1: <laughs> cherry wine and turpentine sure you know i would love to try cherry wine actually jowls
0: jowls like yeah fates. meat
1: from the jawbone of a pig
0: Ooh.
1: jowls and cavalances i have no idea what this is. no
0: i have no idea what it is it's a
1: type of small bean used especially for soup
0: oh i, I bet that has another name it's like chickpeas
1: yeah. <laughs> jowls and
0: chickpeas
1: <laughs> i like that uh ginger beer and tea yeah i love ginger beer
0: uh ginger beer like no, something know you would give in a
1: moscow mule right oh, like okay i don't think it's alcohol is it no no i don't think ginger beer hmm. i love the taste of ginger pig's feet cat's meat you know pretty explanatory dumplings boiled in a sheet i love dumplings dandelion and cracky's teeth do you know what
0: crackies? it's like it's definitely a nickname for something what is it
1: Teeth from a small, noisy, mongrel dog.
0: Ew. They don't eat those. I don't know. That just means like there's chaos and there's a dog (laughs) barking in the background. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully. Okay.
1: Then it goes on. So those are all, that's the like, I definitely as a kid, as a young person learning this song, did not like even say any of that right. I'm pretty
0: sure the word molasses was there in my version. (laughs) That cavalry, cavalry, and, and Um, <laughs> uh,
1: Okay, so this narrator, narrator. Oh <laughs> my god. Just use that Narrator. That narrator. Oh, I borrowed Clooney's beaver. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that is? <laughs> I'm
0: not gonna tell you.
1: Okay, it's a top hat.
0: Okay, okay
1: oh do we have to put this episode as explicit now no, <laughs> no okay so boring Clooney's top hat the mm-hmm. beaver
0: <laughs> stop making me laugh she pats her head
1: <laughs> as i squared my yards to sail i don't know what that is and a swallowtail from hogan swallowtail is a like a coat. okay that was foxy on the tail so i think that means it was faded Oh. On the tail. Okay. Bailey, I don't know how to say any of these names, <laughs> Working Pants, and Patsy Nolan Shoes. So these are all people, I guess, either at the party or this narrator knows
0: <laughs> as boring everything. Patsy Nolan's. Or are they still referencing the Clara Nolan? Like, would she have been... Oh, I don't know. Why didn't I think of that
1: connection? Something to look to. And an old white vest from Fogarty... To sport a Kelle hmm. That was verse two. This is refrain two. This is just um, people who are at the party now. There was Dan, Millie, Joe, Lily, Tan, Tan, and Mrs. Tilly. Dancing like a little filly. T'would raise your heart to see. Jim, Brian, Din, Ryan. Din, Ryan. <laughs> Flipper, Smith, and Caroline. <laughs> I tell you boys we had a time. At the Kellegru Soiree. Okay, so we've talked about what's at the party soiree to eat. We're decked out in these nice clothes. Oh, when I arrived at Betsy Snook's that night at half past eight. I love how I'm like reading this as a poem. (laughs) The place was blocked with carriages, stood waiting at the gate. With Clooney's funnel on my pate. So funnel is the hat. Because remember in the verse beaver. 2, Clooney's beaver, but now it's called Funnel. Mm-hmm. The first words Betsy said, here comes a local preacher with the pulpit on his head. So I guess that <laughs> okay. hat was, yeah. was tall. Okay, this is where it gets interesting.
0: As if it refrain. hasn't been interesting up until this point. <laughs> I didn't know this Like <laughs> No. It's amazing. Okay,
1: refrain three. This is the refrain. Okay, so
0: referencing her many sticky notes. Right
1: now. <laughs> yes, I'm going to my blue first blue sticky note. This ref- this refrain has two versions. Remember I said in the beginning that it was recomposed for publication in the United States uh-huh. referencing the American presidential candidates for that year.
0: Right.
1: Here's the f- original verse, I think, okay? Boiled brews, cold brews, rabbits tails and rubber shoes. Mr. Brinks read out the news, they all cried out to me. Boiled chicken, cold chicken, lassie buns we kept a licking. Pullet's tail our teeth were picking at the Keligrew Soiree. So again, this is all food. Mm-hmm. Like the bruises,
0: the hard tack yeah.
1: that you soak in water. The hard bread, if you're not from Newfoundland, I, do you know what that is? I don't know. I,
0: I don't know how to explain it. We'll put it on our Instagram.
1: <laughs> so uh, boiled chicken. Okay, so it's funny you mentioned molasses. Boiled chicken, cold chicken, lassie balls, we kept a licking. Balls
0: that? or buns?
1: Balls. Oh,
0: I think he's... Okay. Lassie Molasses
1: ball. balls. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know what those are. And then Pullet's tails, chickens. Okay, so that... I think that was probably... Someone can please correct me if I'm incorrect. of An earlier version of Refrain 3. This okay. is the other version. Sticky Note 2. Sticky Note 2 and Sticky Note 3 this is this is if you if you go in this book that i have songs of newfoundland labrador volume one this is what you see there was bill muse dan hughes wilson taff and teddy roos while bryant he sat in the blues looking hard at me okay wilson bill muse dan hughes i don't know who they are maybe there are more other people but wilson thomas woodrow wilson was an american politician, and academic who served as the 28th president of the United States from 1913 to 1921. There was William Daniels Welton. Taft. T-A-F-T. William Howard Taft was the 27th president 1909 to 1913. Teddy Roosevelt. Who do you think that is?
0: Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt served
1: as the 26th president from 1901 to 1909. Walt Bright. I don't know where I am in the melody. (laughs) Well, Bryant. He said in the blues, looking hard at me. Bryant William Jennings Bryant, was an American orator and politician. Hmm. I think I already was from Nebraska. So those are referencing like the American politicians.
0: It's a totally unrelated question. Is that Brian Wilson the one in the Bare Naked Ladies song? Is that who they're singing about too? Lying in bed, yeah, just, just like, like Brian. Wilson Wilson did. I don't know. I don't know who Brian Wilson is. As soon as you said the name, that's that's the only. Oh, Bryant. Oh, Bryant. There's no Brian Wilson in. No. Did you
1: say Wilson? Yeah, Wilson was Thomas Woodrow Wilson.
0: Oh, forget I Never said mind. that. Never <laughs> mind. You just got a little bit of bare ladies. <laughs> just got carried away. Jim
1: Flynn Tom. Okay, hold on. Look, at how at me. Jim Flynn Tom King. No, hold on. There was <laughs> Jim Flynn Tom King and Johnson, champion of the ring. And all the boxers I could bring at the Sorry. So these are boxers: Jim Flynn, fling, fling. Lo- local? No. Jim Flynn was uh, known as the fireman. Fireman Jim Flynn. American boxer. Okay. Tom King was known as the fighting sailor. He was an English boxer. And Johnson uh, was an American boxer and was the first African American world heavyweight boxing champion. Cool. So he's bringing all these boxers to the Kellogg's Let's see what's gonna happen. Okay, <laughs> getting rid of sticky notes. <laughs> <laughs> I use a lot of sticky notes. <clears throat> the, I don't know how to say this. The Saratoga Lancers first? Yeah. Which are a traditional Cape Breton tune and reel. Uh, the Saratoga Lancers first, Miss Daddy kindly said. Sure, I dance with Nancy Cronin. And her granny on the head, or the head referencing, like, a wharf. Okay. And Hogan dance with Betsy, oh, you should see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hogan dance with Betsy, oh, you should have seen his shoes. As he lashed old muskets from the rack. So those are guns, right. I think.
0: Yeah. At night in Caligrews.
1: Okay, here's more food.
0: So he just broke out some guns.
1: Yeah. It's getting... They're Tangling. dancing, and there's guns coming out. <laughs> there was boiled guineas, cold guineas, bullocks, heads, and... I don't know how to say any of these words. ninnies. Which are very young animals. Okay. So we got lots of meats here. And everything to catch your pennies you'd break your side to see. Boiled duff. Coal duff. Do you know what boiled duff and coal duff is?
0: I feel like you're going to tell me and I'll be like, oh yes, I knew that.
1: Okay, let's see. A pudding made of flour and water, sometimes with sweet raisins. Okay. Boiled in a cloth bag.
0: Okay. So I yes, guess like yes, we um, eat we have blueberry duff with our turkey dinner at my yeah, mother-in-law's yeah. house. Yeah. Okay.
1: Apple jam was in a cuff. I looked up cuff and it said it was fingerless mittens made of wool. <laughs> so a fistful so, of jam. I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I tell hear. you boys, we had enough at the Kellogg's grocery. So there's lots of food. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dressed up fancy. There's boxers. We're dancing. With guns. guns. Last verse. You're all like, thank God. <laughs> no. Okay. Crooked Flavin's, no. Crooked Flavin's struck the fiddler. Struck the fiddler. I said that wrong. And a hand I then took in. You should see George Clooney's beaver. And it flattened to the rim. Okay. So the hat right. got damaged. The beaver. <laughs> and Hogan's coat was like a vest. So Cut the Cody, the swallowtail coat from Hogan is a Short now. It's all shredded. The tails were gone, you see. Oh, says I, the devil, Holly, and your grew, soiree. And then I think they repeat, like when you sing the song, you repeat refrain one. There okay. was perch. Right, right. Tart wine, cherry, wine, and turpentine, gels and chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and tea. So I just didn't realize that was such an intricate story.
0: That is that is elaborate. Right? Because very elaborate. I
1: feel like everyone kinda of grows up here knowing this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows mm-hmm. the tune. Um the Swari still happens. Yeah, I've in been Conception there. Conception based South. Yeah, I've, been there.
0: I've never been. Oh, so what can you do with the Calgary soiree? It's just like, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I've only been there once or twice. But uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Did you know that I worked at? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a big revelation
0: happening here. No, the reason why I went to this one and many Swaris were... and festivals, I worked at Sky High Amusements. Where they rent, like, bouncy castles and do face painting oh. and stuff like that. So I think I was an attendant at the at Kellogg's Soiree, Soiree in a bouncy castle. Is it like a regatta? But... Mm, yeah. It, like, there's, there's like... Uh, yeah. Rowing? Yeah, a regatta. And then there's a big stage and a concert. And I think it gets, like... Performer. More adult-only in the evening. and Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gotta go to the Kellogg's Soiree. Very cool. Anyways. A party that ended in a fight party that ended in a fight. In a song. <laughs> All in a song. Yeah. <clears throat> I like so, it. Yeah, I never knew a lot of those. Me neither. I
1: especially, I liked the reference to the American politicians. Yeah, and then please. when I found the other verse, I was like, oh, this, maybe this was the first one. If anyone knows...
0: Excuse my burning you know? ladies interruption. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <Bryant.
0: laughs> so Brian. So next time you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and next I heard time you sing it. the
1: Calligers. Actually, I think just like last month, because when I was researching, I found um, I think like a promotional video. It was from the town of Conception Bay, and I think it was the whole song. So I listened to the whole video. Oh, cool. I'll post it. Kind of promoting. Um, you know, the town. So it's like, oh my gosh, all these. And I was listening along being... It was before I researched everything too. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, I wonder what that is. I've uh-huh. never heard that word. I, like,
0: tell uh-huh. grocery. Woo. I bet there's an after story to that song. <laughs> I hope there is. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> okay, so I tried really hard to um not tie to anything that I've talked about (laughs) previous to today. And I am just going to dive right in. So between 1973, so we're like relatively current as far as the stories I've talked about in the past. Between 1973 and 1992, there was a unique theater in St. John's. Each night, a movie was projected on the giant outdoor screen, and hundreds of people would come out and sit in their cars to watch. Yes. The drive-in theater gained popularity almost over, almost, oh my gosh, over. Narrator, narrator. (laughs) I'm clearly the narrator, (laughs) not the narrator. (laughs) The drive-in theater gained popularity Over the almost 20 years it ran, and when the theater came to a sudden closure in the fall of 1992, everyone was surprised and saddened to see it come to an end. Before I dive into the details about this theater, I should mention that I understand there was another drive-in theater around the same area as this one, located on Brookfield Road, just across from the Old mill just to keep things confusing. Okay. <laughs> so the theater I'm talking about was located at the end of Tobin's Road off Brookfield Road, right next to the old mill. Okay, okay, so one so we're on Brookfield Road, one was on Brookfield Road on the other side of the street and the other one was on Brookfield off Brookfield Road across the street. Okay. And I don't know if they're open at the same time. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so this is uh The drive-in theater on Tobin Road. Tobin's Road. So the screen of the theater was constructed in 1973 by a U.S.-based businessman named Chuck Baldwin. Chuck Baldwin. (laughs) Sounds like a movie name.
1: Reminds me of uh, Gossip Girl. Chuck from Gossip Girl. Didn't
0: watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was, well, I was hoping to find information about this guy, but I couldn't. However, a friend of mine told me that he thought it was an American Air Force pilot who came to Newfoundland and worked at the Air Force base in Argentia. He believed the man married a local girl and built the theater. Um, It could have been the same guy. He just didn't know the name. I'm not sure. I can't confirm either way. So now we will have to, I will have to investigate that and see if I can ever find the answer. So, in the early 1970s, the cost of admission would range from $1.75 to $3.50 per person. You can't
1: even get a coffee for that. I
0: know. Nothing. Be- that price, days. paired with the fact that it was difficult, difficult to watch movies at home until this time, made the drive-in movie a very popular activity. Right. The capacity of the parking area was 610 <gasps> cars. And I read that in the early years, um, it was often at full capacity and they would have to turn people away. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of cars. Like, I wonder if I could figure and there's out. There's definitely more than one per, or two people in a car oh, I'd say bring they were in full, your whole family. At least yes. two. Nobody went yeah. by themselves, you know. Um, well, I actually go to movies by myself, so I would probably go by myself. Well, <laughs> there could have been. No one goes by themselves. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I wonder, I'll have to figure this out. Is there a parking lot in town that fits about 600 cars? Just for reference. For scale. What well, about the old Costco? Like that whole,
1: like Target, Costco.
0: Right. That's big. But how would you even see the screen? Thank God, it's huge. It would have been huge. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, if you went to a drive-in movie and the weather wasn't good, they would hand out what's called a fog pass. So that would be um, to cover the ticket of your admission if the movie that they were showing didn't go ahead. So you get you draw you'd leave again and they'd give you a ticket and it'd be like come back yeah a coupon for next time. But as that's the, smart
1: because not everyone would probably come back like yeah lose just give that up. coupon that's right
0: yeah. Um, but as the years went on and the ticket prices continued to rise, the drive-in theater was less and less full. That paired with the fact that movies became more readily available to watch Mm. at home. That would make sense as to why that happened.
1: Blossbuster. Yeah. So by
0: 1986, it was said that the price of admission was up to $7 per person. But I, I didn't look it up. But like, 1986, you did not pay $7 to rent a movie. So I think this... It would have been... You'd be paying much more to go to the drive-in theater, I guess, for the experience. Mm. But if you just wanted to watch a movie, it would be cheaper to just go rent a movie and watch it at home. Right. So, my friend that I mentioned earlier, he grew up on Tobin's Road. So, I sent him a note to see if he had any information or memories that he could share. And I asked him if he used to go watch movies. And he said that he remembered going a few times in a car, but mostly he'd climb through a hole in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, if like, you live there... I know. It has to be like, a It's benefit. sort of a free pass. <laughs> uh, so him and his friend would sneak in and find a car. Let's give a moment to acknowledge my guinea pig in the background Hi, drinking Calvin. his water. Uh, so him and his friend would sneak, sneak through the fence, find a car at the back... Um, that had their window open, and they would sit on the ground next to that car because you would <sighs> dial in on the radio to the station. So they have to ask the people, is that okay? No, or? they just... Sne- like, if if someone... Ha- like, maybe... I don't know. I was going to say if they were smoking, but that still might not mean they'd open Put their windows. Their, right. But if they had their windows open, if it was a warm night... Then like the you would. Sound, I would, yeah. Yeah, the sound would carry out. So they'd just sit on the ground and watch the movie. Smart. So he also told me that... Uh, he would occasionally use their farm tractor instead. They'd drive it further down the property, park it, and lift the bucket up as high as it would go, and they'd be able to climb into the bucket and see the movie Over the Top of the Trees. Oh From his my property. god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what a memory. <laughs> How old would he have been? I mean, I could do the math. Could, like, drive it and
1: hop up the, like...
0: Yeah, I don't know how old he was, because the whole window there, like, the theater was open till 92. Right. Okay. He would have been 10 then. 11. Or an R&D. Whatever, yeah. Um, so, he, and then in the tractor, they would turn on the radio. They'd be close enough that the radio, oh. they'd turn on the tractor radio and get the sound that way. Uh, so, on October 9th, 1992, there was a terrible windstorm, so bad that it caused the giant screen to be destroyed. Like the movie Twister, my favorite movie. Yeah. But Have you ever seen Twister? Yes. A little less. Where, extra like. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's Twister. Cows, like everyone's running cows away. In the air. And the <laughs> Twister comes through the screen. And now there's a, a ride in Universal Studios about. Is it Twister? twister? Oh well, there was twenty years ago when oh. I was. <laughs> <laughs> that might be long gone. I have no idea. <laughs> it's the last time I went to Universal. <clears throat> so, um, so the screen was destroyed. Apparently, the giant supports that were they were ripped right out of the concrete pads in the ground, and parts of the movie screen broke off and were blown down the lot. It was said that some of those parts blew really close to Pitts Memorial Drive, and the motorists passing by the area could see it all from the highway. That is Twister. Is it? Like roll, like stuff rolling yeah, around, flying around? Totally. And it's really lucky that nothing had actually flown at, blown out onto the highway because it probably would have caused accidents Absolutely. and if, if nothing else, like major uh, backup on traffic mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh where am I? So, da, da, our narrator da, 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 is lost. My narrator. narrator. Uh, <laughs> okay, I gotcha. So, Baldwin, uh, I'm assuming that he not only built it, was also, but was also the owner the entire time. I couldn't find much on him, like I said. He immediately announced that he would repair the screen and have it up and running by the following year, but later decided not to for financial reasons. Like you would. <clears throat> Fair enough. So for over 10 years, the drive-in theater sat in the exact same way it was left after the storm. The projector booth, snack bar, and speaker poles were all untouched. But on the night of October 3rd, 2003, which was just a week after 11 years had passed um, to the the original damage, the fire station was called. There were flames and smoke in the vicinity of the old drive-in theater on Tobin's Road. Two pumper trucks drove to the end of the road but had to stop 200 meters out from the site of the fire. The reason being, uh, they there had been big boulders placed at the entrance to block vehicles yeah. from being able to enter the old property. And the firefighters had to wait for a local excavator to show up and move the boulders. Wow. Was that my friend's dad? I don't know. I was curious. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But I'd say, well, that was, there's a lot of farmers in that area too, so I'm sure it wasn't difficult to find someone to come and help. Uh, But by the time they could get close enough to the fire, they were too late and the building was burned down. Apparently there was an investigation into this fire because the old canteen had become a popular hangout for teenagers. They also worried that perhaps the fire somehow started with the electrical, but later found out that the electrical panel had been causing trouble previous to this and was completely disconnected because of it. So that could not have caused it. Uh, I didn't get a conclusion on this. That's all I read. So I don't... We don't know. We don't know. Me and Jen don't know who started the fire. I don't know if they ever figured out. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start it. We did not. So... uh, I want to point out, and I will share this as well. There's a great article about the old drive-in theater on Tobin's Road, uh, as well as some really great photos accompanying the article. And it's called, the website is hiddennewfoundland.ca. And it's not just this story. They cover a lot of like abandoned and um, old, torn down, whatever, properties around the province. And uh, lastly... We will have to visit yes. the old driving theater. I can picture where it is. Yeah. Do you know where the old mill is on no. Brookfield Road? <clears throat> no. Okay. So it's like closer to Mount Pearl. It's like pretty much on the perimeter of Mount Pearl. If you are in Mount Pearl and you take Brookfield Road and you come down, like it's not, it's, what's on the other side of the road? Like the experimental farm. I know that where that called? is. I know where that so is. So it's closer to that end. Okay. but. If you drive on the, on the Pitts Memorial, you can see where where that would have been too. So it's not as far as Lester's Chalet. Okay. Right? Yeah. Closer to Mount Pearl. Do you think drive-in will make a comeback now? Because... I think it's like a novelty thing because I think there's been a few drive-in movies around town. Since COVID. Yeah.
1: I love, every summer I, I would always go to the
0: real downtown Right. Oh yeah, we went up. once. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Dirty so Dancing great. there. Oh, did I, I think you? it was two summers ago. Adam's favorite childhood movie, one of, is The Goonies, right. and I had never seen it. And we went a few years ago, and we had Piatto takeout, mm. and we brought our lawn chairs, and we went down and ate our pizza, and I watched The Goonies for the first time down there. It was really fun. Yeah, I think people like those sorts of things. Yeah,
1: and I also love driving bingo.
0: I have not done that.
1: Oh my gosh, Sarah. We need to go. Oh, it's the
0: best. <laughs> I'll have to do it sometime. Well, apparently this we we're gonna go here because it's in town. Yep. So we can actually put it on the list. Uh, the area is completely grown over, but the old ticket booth is still there. And there's like old speakers piled up. You can still see oh, like rubble go. of cool. of where it is. So I guess we'll have to just I would imagine that those boulders are probably put back in place. Right. So we'll just park we'll our car. We'll park our car <laughs> and we'll go in and take some pictures and yeah and see cool. it. Yeah. Zero connections to anything I have done thus far. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Now I wanna to go to a drive in movie. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Episode five. Undo toilet tank. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll share. I'll share the hidden Newfoundland.ca on our yeah. Facebook page, and um, let's find something to share. Kelagruze we Kellegruce, Oh, I have the video we... that they oh, put out. Oh, share that. So yeah. video. Yeah, we're gonna try to start sharing like <clears throat> recordings of the Support songs. Support local. You've done. Get out. Go yeah. to Kelagruze. Yeah. And at least visit their website. And yeah. Find something interesting to talk about and and remember parts of the history.
1: And if you bore your friend's beaver, don't get it crushed at a
0: party. <laughs> <laughs> Why am i
1: we going to edit that out.
0: Jennifer! <laughs> ah, sorry. Bye. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye.